Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. Today we are continuing with our series of interviews with people who have strong connections to nature and I'm interviewing a neighbour of mine today, Michelle. Um, so it's Michelle and Stephen from Ballam Roasted Organic Cheese. So without further ado, um, I'll ask Michelle to introduce herself and tell you a little bit about the work she does. Okay, so uh, yeah, as you said, I'm Michelle Cashman and married to Stephen Bender. We live here um, in Ballon Rustic Homestead and we produce organic cheese basically. So two types, well our main product is uh, Gouda and then we may also make some halloumi for an unrelated reason. Uh, we make organic cheese which is very important for us and we make it from Jersey cow milk that we source in Dungourney. Okay, very cool. And you have, so where do you sell your cheese then? You have a box here and lo- just local places? Or? Yeah, very local. We're like, we're, we're pretty small. Um, that came about kind of by circumstance, but we're glad now that we are small. Um, so we sell through farmer's markets. We have three farmer's markets and we sell to small arts and shops and then restaurants. Super. And what brought you about to making cheese? Did it just come out of nowhere or did <laughs> yeah. you just love cheese? Um, we love cheese. Stephen would have been like Stephen's from Holland originally. And so they'd have a very strong cheese culture. And he but he would have moved to Ireland. I mean, 20 something years ago now. But he would have made cheese with his grandmother when he was small. And, see, you know, he would be, have been very steeped in that. Then he did make cheese in a previous life in Holland. And then when he came here, he did other things. And then he, when we moved, we, w- we were living in the city together first. And then we decided to move back here. This is my home. And uh, this is my parents' home. We moved in here, renovated the house. And Stephen wanted to make cheese for a hobby. And then I knew once he made it as a hobby that... That was it. So he was working in nursing at the time. I was working in the corporate world. And then eventually it just became too big to continue to do that. And we didn't want to anyway. So we gave up our jobs and ended up in the business together. By like by pure evolution, we didn't do it on purpose. Really, it wasn't a, a plan. Wow. You know, yeah. That's lovely. Too much wine and talking and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where all the good ideas come from. <laughs> yeah. And would you say... It's a difficult, so I suppose leaving the predictable world of the jobs when you're employed, is this, is there a challenge with this type of work? Um, obviously you love it and it's your passion, but yeah, um, you obviously get challenges as well, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think either of us look back in terms of, you know, our previous careers, you know, no regrets there. We were ready to move on, you know, we had just, I think even particularly from a values point of view, we'd, we've, we'd kind of moved on before we moved on you know um but of course there are challenges i mean this is a it's a hard business you work very hard you work you know seven days um and then making you know getting your product to market and making the money you need to make is challenging of course we had covid in the middle of our startup you know we started really in 2018 and then we'd covid 2020 so that wasn't you know perfect Uh, so there's lots of challenges in i guess getting the value for your product, you know, would be the best way to put it. Um, but we don't have any regrets then because we have a lifestyle out of this, you know, and we we kind of wrap our work around our lifestyle and vice versa. Like, so 
you know, that's all nice. Today's you can do it. I mean, you have your days that you can't, but, you know. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned the lifestyle from it. And folks, I'm here now in the beautiful uh, wild meadow, vegetable, cheese garden, (laughs) all sorts going on. And I had a little tour beforehand and I got to taste grapes, amazing flavour. And I got to see all the wildflower meadow where we are presuming my bees are. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, could you tell us a bit about the garden, like how you, because the garden is amazing, how you, um, how you created it or Mm -hmm. was it like totally wild when you came here back? Yeah, no, it was so, I mean, as I said, this was my family home. So my father was born here. His family lived here. Um, So my father is is, uh, is still, still with us, thankfully. And uh, so it was, I mean, basically they grew potatoes, as far as I understand, up at the back to feed the family originally. And then it was in grass when we came here. And look, it evolved. I mean, look, credit for the garden goes a lot of it. All all the work actually goes to Stephen because I just have, you know, agreed with him and stuff. Um, so, and um, he's very clear and, you know, we're in agreement that we want to plant trees here, plant more trees. We planted a lot of trees here so far um, and we'd be kind of having given back, I guess, you know, from a carbon point of view that way a lot, but we want to do more. And so we're going to create a small little uh, woods up there. So to do that, that's why we, we planted the, the wildflowers this year to, um, you know, get some get the like the earth was very depleted from the grass growing um so we're going to like plow that back in basically at the end of the season but it looks gorgeous right now mm. apart from the fact that the pigeons eat most of the seed <laughs> and uh, and the rest of it then coming forward um so we have the polytunnel so we grow all our own veg and i'm i'm the cook steven's the grower so he again he does all the hard work and um, that's very important to us and it's kind of evolved again as our lifestyle so like a huge part of our day is like me cooking and us sitting down and eating and you know we love that side of it and then being in the farmer's market we can get the rest of what we don't get here you know um so uh yeah and the pollen tunnel of course is essential i suppose for us in terms of the climate and you know having because we only eat seasonally so you know otherwise we wouldn't have the nice mediterranean veg and all that um and then um yeah the deck then we we built this deck so we sit i mean we sit out you know winter and summer here and enjoy the view so yeah it is it's a a little piece of heaven and of course covid you know we had to (laughs) do you know we had to use it more and of course probably also made us appreciate it more too so yeah amazing and what would you say having seen all your lovely vegetables and fruit what would you say is your favorite to grow i know you said stephen grows but what would what would be your favorite or his favorite to grow here? well we love this time of year now you know like the the tomatoes and the the aubergines and the peppers he'll hate me saying that because that's probably his most challenging you know veg to grow mm. but that's what i love i love that you know when it comes into that side of it and getting into my you know italian mama's style mm. um but uh yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we need or we need we have to have all the greens and the root vegetables and all that keeps going through the winter. So, as I said, we literally only eat what we grow here. So, Super. That's yeah. amazing. And would you say growing up, were you like that or has this developed later? Like, did you always have a connection um, with nature? 
you know, it was kind of like generational. You're too young to remember this, but I guess, you know, my father would definitely have been like that. You know, he would have been of the whatever generation that's called. Um, So, I mean, he's 97 now. So, uh, you know, they grew, you know, their veg out of necessity. And he, you know, shot pheasants, shot pigeons and rabbits during the war and that. He'd, He'd have all those stories. And then we went through the phase right through that, you know, and we did always have our own potatoes, you know, maybe carrots, onions, that kind of thing. You know, not extensive, but, you know, then we went from there right through the 80s into the frozen pizzas and all that, you know, like everybody else did. But at the same time, my mother baked and cooked every day. And um, so, yeah, it was, you know, we went through the era. So, no, like when I went to the city... And I won't speak to Stephen in, in that regard because, I mean, he was in Holland. It was different. But, um, yeah, you, you know, I did that city living for a while and then came back. You know, it's kind of it's kind of a yearning and that drew me back, I guess. You know, mm. so, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Um, so it must be quite beneficial, do you think, to have two cultural backgrounds mm. because you have the cheese you're saying he made it when he was young like it's not mm. everywhere you do that you know? yeah and they you know I guess definitely in the Netherlands and I mean Stephen's lifestyle over there would have been very self-sufficient in that and he is very good at self-sufficiency and he would have been definitely my influence around you know environmental and uh, things and, and sustainability originally I mean that's where our kind of you know wine in you know wine infused conversation started um, but he would have lived that in Holland, definitely. And not saying that everybody over there did or anything like that, you know, but, um, you know, he would have lived that. And he is very handy and it is handy that he can make these things and grow these things. And he's yeah. a deep diver in terms of knowledge as well. So he'd be, you know, a Googler and uh, but, you know, in a very scientific way as well. So, you yeah. know, he'd, he'd do all of that. So we are kind of, I suppose, quite good together that way, you know, because he does. Yeah. He and would he stuff. have studied something like this before? Uh, he did. College? He did environmental science uh, okay. uh, with the Open University at one point. Yeah. Um, cool. But he'd be one of those people that you know he has a an interest, and he, you know, I I just say, you know, why don't we have such and such next year, and then he'd produce it. You know, <laughs> so I'm lucky yeah. that way. Very <laughs> I can <good>. just order. <laughs> yeah. yeah, amazing. And yeah. I also had a look at the cheese making side of things, mm-hmm. and um. I saw the smoke. Is it a smoke house or door? Or it's room? a smoke chamber. Yeah, that we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the torture room. I <laughs> yeah, thought. Yeah. Um, could you tell us a bit about maybe the cheese making process or like what equip? Like, can anybody set this up or is this a big thing? <sighs> um, again, now Stephen would be the technician when it comes to cheese, but he would always say it's a, it's an art and a science. So you definitely learn as you go along. Um, setting it up now had a huge, there was a huge amount of technical research, you know. So, I mean, we have uh, some very complex and I suppose fairly large pieces of equipment in there, even though we are small. So you saw our big vat there, you know, we have a, you know, a very um, big brining system. We have, you know, pulleys and ergonomic items. We have a fairly technical press. Um, so um, I would say without his knowledge, you know, we definitely wouldn't, you'd need, to, I don't know how you would acquire it really. And I know it's quite hard to acquire because we get a lot of inquiries here, um, f- you know, to Stephen for, we'd say, cons- consultancy and that kind of thing. Um, so I suppose he's learned by doing and reading and 
as I said, originally being steeped in the culture and, you know, watching his grandmother and that. But, um, you know, he has he has kind of years of wisdom at this stage, you know. So I'd say from the, you know, it's it's not a simple thing. I mean, anyone, of course, can make, you know, a pan of cheese, you know, and, you know, make a simple cheese, we'll say. But um, uh, what we do is pretty technical. Yeah. You know, definitely. with pretty technical equipment as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. And would you have tried, you said you do halloumi as well? Mm. Is that like a totally different process? Or like, have you tried other other cheeses, cheeses. to make? Have you tried goat's cheese? Um, no, I mean, we make all of our cheese from Jersey cow milk. Um, I mean, in this iteration, Stephen did make goat's cheese um, again before. Yeah. Um, we, we've talked about other cheeses, but we love Gouda, you know, and it's such a flexible cheese. And, um, and we make like the cheese we make is really good quality so mm. I'd never go away from it you know people ask me about other cheeses and I'm like I just use it for everything in mm. you know you know like we have a three and a half year mature that is our parmesan you know and that you know it's that's how I use it um so we have what was I gonna say we make cream cheese we make halloumi we made halloumi because a friend of ours um asked us to make it <laughs> and Stephen being like Stephen he just went and researched it and did it and it's it's really not, it's really good Again, it's Jersey cow milk. Um, so we, I suppose, integrate that into our process. You know, so it's, we make it on the same day we make the gouda, but it is a different cheese, of course, totally. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we've looked at it. I, you know, I know this is, again, you know, I can order and he'll deliver type of um, situation, but I know he could make other cheeses very well. But, um, I mean, there'd be challenges then with other cheeses, like blue cheese and that kind of thing in terms of separation and, you okay. know, contamination and that, so... You know, again, we're small and what we make, we don't have the capacity to make no. anymore and we don't want to make anymore. Yeah. And, you know, so we're not into expansionism, really, yeah. you know, yeah. for the sake of it. So. And is the blue cheese, is that like aged as well? It can be. You can age yeah. blue cheese, certain blue cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Because we did think about old, it. <laughs> yeah. With all its little spots, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you can get very young blue cheese, but yeah, you can age mm. blue cheese as well. Yeah. And is, is that your eldest cheese, the three and a half year? Or three and a half year now. This, so this is our Gouda, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, that's our oldest cheese. And it's honestly three and a half years old. Some some of the reason for that is because of COVID. And then we decided, to look, we're going to keep this and see what it's yeah. like. And it's gorgeous. It's uh, it's sweet and, yeah. you know, crystallized. And it's, it's it's lovely. But, yeah, wow. that's our oldest. It's it's very limited now. We You know, we're going to run out of it soon. Yeah. <laughs> Better order now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. And would you would you get involved yourself in the gardening as well? Like, would you get your hands in the soil? Um, <laughs> would you do a bit of grounding out there? I'd like to say I do. I, do, I don't do a lot of it. Um, you know, obviously, if he's stuck, I will. But, I mean, I kind of... I kind of am at the kitchen door, you know, so I'll go down and every day and see what's there and, you know, pick what's there and pick what's, you know, try to keep on top of it because, you know, when it becomes a glut, try it, you know, try to keep on that. So I really plan our food around that and work with that. But like, I mean, to be honest, no, Stephen does all the the hauling and the gardening and the, <laughs> and the getting his hands dirty, which is makes me sound really bad. But yeah, <laughs> it's a division of labor is important. Yes, yes. Keep it balanced. <laughs> yeah. And what type of actions um, would you say are you doing to help care for the planet? Like you're organic and 
Yeah, it's very important to us that we're organic. You know, we wouldn't, uh, I mean, we converted now to organic in 2018. We kind of started in 2017, you know, comer- properly commercially. Um, I mean, we do everything we can. We recycle rainwater, for, for example, here. Um, we give our whey, which is effectively a waste product, to um, free-range pigs, farmer. Um, we, you know, changed all our lighting to LED. We, are, we have... Um, compostable packaging even though you know it costs us for for how small we are it costs us a lot to convert to that but i suppose once we identify something we believe in it we do it you know um as i said we live it as well in terms of eating our own local stuff and all that um and that's that's hugely important to us you know um so anything we can do you know we're always again Stephen is always researching you know you know we we still use some uh, vacuum packed plas- plastic you know so how we can get out of that when we can you know that kind of thing um so yeah you know i suppose we believe i suppose that we have the planet by being in the system by producing this food locally and selling it locally and you know we sell small amounts of, ch- of milk from our honesty fridge as well locally um so we i suppose we believe we're in the food system in the right place and that that's contributing yeah and for anybody that doesn't know, uh, what is like the Jersey cow milk or is this? So Jersey cows are a specific dairy cow, you know, they, they're they're milk cows. Um, so um, what I was going to say, so there it's a very high fat, very creamy milk. Um, and it just produces with some difficulty, abs- absolutely gorgeous cheese and it, it ages very slowly. And, you know, so the sweetness and the creaminess in our cheese, that comes from the fact that it's Jersey cow milk. Plus, okay. of course, and is this Stephen cow interacting with it in the right way. Yeah, <laughs> Talking yeah. to the cow beforehand. <laughs> yeah. um, and are, is the milk from around here? Yeah, or? so we get it from Hearns in, in Dungourney. Okay. So they're certified organic. They're, we met them on the market, basically. And they're, yeah, so we head off every Sunday morning, get our milk from them and come back. And then we make the cheese on Monday. So Very yeah. cool. So you have a, quite a routine then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It ha- I mean, that side of it has to be very systematic, you know. Mm. Well, I mean, obviously, we have to tie in with when they can give us the milk as well. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's I guess we have to have a rut- routine. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a life, you know. Yeah. So um, so we were very clear or try. We work very hard to try and give ourselves blocks of time off and stuff like that and hardly ever achieve it. But we work hard to try. Yeah. 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 And for anybody that would like to try your cheese, what kind of flavours? You have some flavours in there. What yeah, so we make, um, our Gouda range has our young cheese, which is like four months old. So that's, we, we call that the gold. Um, and then we have a mature version of that, which is our one-year-old. Sometimes we have a two-year-old in it, and we have a three-and-a-half-year-old at the moment. So they're our matures. And then we have smoked cheese, which we smoke naturally. You saw the smoker <laughs> with, uh, from, with applewood chips. And then we have nettle and herb cheese in our herb cheeses. We've cumin um, in our cheese and we have red pepper and onion. Um, and then we have, well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it in Gouda. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so would the would you get the red pepper from growing or would you? No, we, we do. I mean, it's the herbs now are a tiny part of the process, the process or the whole product we'll say so we do buy in the herbs um yeah. so uh, they're organic they're certified super yeah yeah wow yeah. super tasty folks and mm. i myself i love the nettle one <laughs> you should get some 
So regarding the planet, obviously you're doing such great work and yeah, like an inspiration for people as well to live in this way. Um, if you were to give some tips to anybody out there who would like to be a bit more, I suppose, eco-friendly, would you have any tips? Well, I get, look, it probably sounds a bit self-serving, but I suppose, and again, you know, you kind of behave yourself into your attitude sometimes, you know, um, but definitely it's around how we use food. You know, I know I read somewhere or lots of places, but, you know, it is one of the most impactful things a household can do, which is how they eat. And, you know, I, I suppose one of, you know, one of the things for us is that, um, is that we have, uh, you know, you know, we have principles, I suppose, around how we eat and we stick to them. You know, for example, like, it, you know, I suppose we find it very important that we eat, you know, free range, uh, mm. you know, um, and we eat as much organic as we can. And of course, we eat what we grow ourselves. And of course, everybody can't do that. But, you know, I just think I just think it's just <laughs> for me, it's such a joyful thing to do that is helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's, what, you know, what we do, of course what we grow and when we put the woods in and you know again that would be a so Stephen's strength and it would be very important to him you know his relationship with trees and the connectivity of trees in nature and that would be hugely important to him mm. so that would be I suppose that will be his legacy really mm. you know when he does all of that um, but you know I suppose look it, it sounds again as I said self-serving but I suppose when we have a value we could try to live it yeah. and of course we're not we're not 100% but you know yeah so. and regarding I presume he's thought it through about all the trees do you know what types of trees he's going to farm? yeah we're going to do a mix um, and we're going to get help with it but um, and we have to lay it out some native ones I yeah 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 and uh, we're going to have to kind of lay it out that so it works for us as well so we can live in it yeah. and and also you know get as many trees in as possible as well you know obviously yeah. so yeah that's amazing um and before you would have eaten would you have like say when you lived in the city or you mm. were more in the corporate role would you have been more would you have been less conscious of your food choices yeah. Like, would you have just picked up stuff and eat? Yeah, definitely. Both yeah. of us. Yeah. You know, when I met Stephen first, he shopped in Lidl. I shopped in Tesco. You know, we would be, you know, we would find that very, you know, we just don't do it. Um, yeah. And it's just, um, as I said, we've kind of evolved and influenced one another that way, I suppose, mm. you know. And would you have found a difference as well in your health and your energy, like converting? Um, You know, I suppose we... We do, we, I suppose we, we started out from a pleasure perspective, you know, as opposed to, you know, we wouldn't be people who eat something because it's healthy, mm. you know, and I, and again, Stephen is fabulous that way, like he eats something when he wants to eat it because he wants to eat it and he enjoys it and he doesn't eat too much. And that would have, he would have influenced me like that, you know. Um, uh, now, I guess we are, you know, I know Stephen's, one of his latest deep, deep dives is into, I guess, uh, you know, more herbal remedies and and that kind of thing so you know he's doing little infusions now I guess you know um but we're certain cheese, is it? no or no like he's he's doing uh, yeah. yeah nettles sage uh, that kind of thing yeah. so this is very recent but he's always into something new but um as i said we we, we don't we didn't come from it i suppose you know i find some of that stuff very uh, kind of 
commercial and you know for women it's pressure whereas when I decided to find the pleasure in food that's when mm. we actually started this you know so yeah that's how we came to it mm. from you know amazing um and yeah like I just think if you can open your door and put your hands in the soil and grab your food the taste is so different mm. oh yeah yeah, um, we had our first aubergine last night, and we were both going, "Num," <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. It's I think it's the most exciting thing when you have the first. Like I had my first yeah. peas the other day, and I'm like, "Oh my god, look at these peas!" And like you see them every year, but it's just like the first yeah. ones. You're like, "It worked. Yeah. The and seed wh- worked." And when you have to wait for it and not buy it in the supermarket, and you know, and yeah. even because our our aubergines are, you know, they're a bit slow this year, it's like, would we have another aubergine? <laughs> you know, so I have to really enjoy this one. You know, so yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. Such reward and appreciation. Yeah. Um, I actually, my blueberry fruited this year and I got about, I'd say 15 blueberries. Yeah. I was delighted. (laughs) I never appreciated blueberries so much. Yeah, yeah. And I had kids come down for a workshop and they were like, can we eat the blueberries? And I was like, there's one left. (laughs) Nobody can touch it. (laughs) Um, Do you know, whereas in a shop, you'd be just like, oh, buy like three packets of them, you know? Yeah. Um. So, so would you say so in the winter is your diet quite different if you eat mm. seasonally? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, now we saved some vegetables last year, so we would have had, like we'd always have onions and garlic throughout the year, and we'd have um, we have, but it would all have been root vegetables. Yeah, I mean we eat, we eat seasonally to the point that we you know you're tired of that things but that I love that then the challenge of right what am I going to make you know how am, am I going to make a kale pesto or you know that kind mm. of way um so you know I love all that but I you know it's a bit of an obsession like when I'm watching tv at night that's what I'm obsessed with what am I going to cook tomorrow you know um but yeah so our, our diet in the winter would be very different now but again we eat what we like when we like so it's not like we force ourselves into eating any particular things, but, um, you know, we definitely would eat more stews and, you know, yeah. that kind of thing in the winter, yeah. And would you eat out much? Would you choose locally again to eat out? You know, it's a funny one, actually, because when we were in Cork, I suppose food was a huge part of our even dating and being together, you know, well, it was for me anyway. Um, so we would have eaten out, I suppose, probably once a week before COVID, and now since we, have, we eat out a lot less. And we do find it more pleasurable sometimes to be at home and yeah, eat, cook it? and eat yeah the cutting and the process and it's like a ritual yeah the ritual of it and we we have a ritual every night i mean monday night we eat as well as we eat on a sunday night and you know i mean yeah. not every night no like tonight because we're busy it's going to be quick but most nights you know it would be a long ritual of yeah. you know and do you think that's something as well from the culture of holland uh, it's certainly the culture of Stephen, you know, yeah. he would be a pre- an appreciator, uh, like he would have a glass of wine and eat slowly and, you know, yes. enjoy it and that. Not sure if it is, like he would say when he was growing up, it would have been, you know, there would have been as much convenience food influence there as here. But um, certainly he influenced me on slowing down and enjoying food and, you know, taking the guilt out of food and that, it's you know, yeah. probably a male versus female thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I... I had lived in France for mm-hmm. a bit and Belgium and I mm-hmm. remember eating out there and I was thinking in Ireland we eat so fast food is like a mission to get mm. it and it's like who's the quickest and then I went there and I was like oh we're at the restaurant for like five hours <laughs> yeah, yeah. eating slowly yeah. and then when I came home and 
I went back to work in corporate they were like speed up like 20 minute lunch and I'm mm. like no but I used to take two and a half hours yeah 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 I couldn't change back yeah you know? yeah and so. I and I you know and of course in the corporate world here it's very Americanized how we eat you know and I came from yeah. that yeah so yeah yeah I was like I'll eat at my desk and I would spend two hours eating or <laughs> yeah. not two but an hour maybe yeah. I don't know um, yeah, so you work a lot and um, do you get time off then to enjoy other activities? Um, do you travel or? Uh, we, again, I suppose, I suppose we're, we see ourselves as kind of emerging slowly from COVID, you know, in that regard. Because um, we did tuck ourselves back in a lot for COVID. Um, so, and it, we have changed from that point of view. So we're kind of, we're actually trying to find ourselves a bit in that, to be honest. And Stephen, of course, is out there, ha- has found himself in, in terms of he goes walking every day in the woods. Um, so that will be his thing. Um, and then, like, as I said, eating and, you know, but now we're trying to share more with people, other people and that kind of thing. So, you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. So um, traveling then again, I suppose we try not to fly, but then we do have a little dog as well that we're obsessed with. So he keeps us keeps us at home, too. Yeah. So, yeah. And would you be a fan of the water? Uh, yeah, uh, so the sea. I suppose the seaside would be me, and the woods would be Stephen. So, yeah. so but we do both. Yin yeah. And yang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yin and yang. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, folks, we might finish up there. Would you like to mention anything else about the business or anything else? No, I'm I'm good. Thank you. Enjoyed Perfect. the chat. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So, folks, if you like this uh, episode, please give it a share or give me some feedback, maybe about the cheese. And um, if you can support and help me with this work, go on to patreon.com slash catch Kate. Uh, see you all next time. Ciao.